I'm Dave. I keep a list. Throughout the day, I keep track. The good things I do, and the not so good things. Hey, did you get that report done for me? Yeah. I want to make sure that at the end of this year, when it's all said and done, I've got what it takes. You never can be too careful. Okay, so you probably... So I've got a feeling those were the naughty elves, but <laughs> they're not on staff anymore, but that's okay. Okay, <laughs> so hey, we've been, doing, we've been having a discussion all evening long about naughty and nice, and uh, you get that uh, that discussion has an awful lot to do with Christmas. So here's what we thought we would do is we just maybe do a survey to figure out where you stand as you kind of come in tonight. So how, how many people would say, look, I, I have so scored this year. I mean, I have been so over the top on nice. There is no doubt that I am like at the top of the nice list. I am there. Okay, we got one. Good. All right. So one person made that. How many people in the room would say, all right, so <clears throat> I, I'm thinking I probably, I think I most likely, I'm on the right side of the naughty nice list, and, and I think I made nice. How many would say I, I'm there? Okay. All right. More. Uh, how many would say, how many days are left? Uh, <laughs> I, if you stop right now, I might be a few short, and I might, I might just barely land on the naughty side, but Maybe I can still pull it out, but maybe, see, I, I might be on the naughty side of the naughty nice list. Okay, a couple there. How many say it's just a lost cause? I'm naughty. All right, okay. So there you go, a couple honest people in the crowd. So here's, here's the deal. This conversation, this naughty nice conversation really is, in essence, the Christmas story. And here's the deal. Look, I get it. I get that there are some of us probably came tonight. Someone invited you. Someone twisted your arm and made you come here. And at the end of the day, you, you would say, I just got to be really honest. I'm not even sure I buy the Christmas story. I mean, it's pretty fantastic, right? I mean, this whole idea that God would become a baby and walk around on this earth for uh, 30 years, I mean, that's, that's pretty fantastic. The reality is that the biblical Christmas story is just as kind of fantastic as some of the other Christmas stories, and I, I, I'm just not sure I'm there. There would be some of us in this room that would say, Lynn, no, 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 I, 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 do, I do believe it. I mean, I believe the beginning of it, I believe the middle of it, I believe the end of it, I believe the whole Christmas story, but Lynn, i got to be honest, I mean, this is like my 30th year on the Christmas or my 40th year. It's getting a little dusty and 
I gotta tell you, it doesn't have the glow that maybe it did at one point. This naughty nice conversation, I think, has the capacity to take that story, no matter where you are in it, and make it the best story, the most incredible story, the most amazing story, the most true story of all time. So here's, here's what I want to do. I want to take just a moment, read that story to you. It's, a, it's Luke chapter 2. And uh, you may be reading this later tonight with your family. You may read it in the morning. But if, if we could just spend some time reading now, and here's what I'd like for you to do. As we go through it, see if you can capture the moment that has an awful lot to do with this whole naughty, nice discussion. So here I am. I'm going to read. You watch. You see if you can get the naughty, nice component in the story. Here we go. Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 1. Here's what it says. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, watching over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. For today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you that you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Did you catch the naughty and nice moment in the story? It's verse 11. It's that moment in which the angels come to the shepherds and they say, whoa, whoa, unbelievably good news. I mean, this is amazing. This is great news. Because today, a Savior has been born, which is all about, you ready? Naughty and nice. I, I get it. I, I get that, that on face value, you and I hear this, and you go, this, that, that story, I mean, it's, it almost stretches the capacity to believe. I mean, think about this for a minute. Think about this. God has to learn how to walk. 
Jesus, you ready for this? Jesus needs his diaper changed. When Jesus is a teenager, does he have acne? God with Clarisil. I mean, stop me. This idea that this idea that God would come to Earth and be a human. I mean, come. On. And it's all about naughty, and nice, and a savior. Here's the deal. Probably just about every person in the room would say, "Look, I, I get, it. I get it. I, I've, I've got, I've got some naughty. I, I just do." And. We would probably all have different sizes of naughty. See, there'd be, there'd be some of us in the room and go, look, I, I, don't, I don't have big, big stuff, but yeah, there, there was that moment I got angry and I said some things I probably shouldn't have said and my words weren't very kind and yeah. And, and there was that moment when no one was looking and, but all in all, I, probably a lot of little naughty. There'd be some of us in this room and say, Man, I got huge naughty. See, the truth is, I ended up doing the very thing that I swore in my life that I would never do. And I got huge naughty. But bottom line is simply this. There's not one of us in this room who wouldn't admit, I've got some naughty. So, so here's what you and I usually do to cope. This is, this is how you and I usually respond to naughty. We, we find a way to toss a little bit of nice at it. So you say, okay, if, if, I've, if I've got a naughty, then, then as long as I do a nice, then that kind of balances it out, right? I mean, one nice cancels a naughty, right? Or maybe it's a two-to-one thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe if you, if you want to take care of a, a naughty, then then maybe if you do two nices, then maybe, maybe two nices would cancel out or outweigh a naughty. What if, what if it's three? I mean, here's, isn't this really the question? What is the ratio? I mean, I mean, what does it actually take? How much nice does a naughty take away? And who's keeping score? And... How do you know that you're ahead? Because truth be told, I mean, all of us, when it comes to God, want to be on the nice list, right? I mean, look, if it's my employer, I, I maybe don't care if I'm on his naughty list. And for some of the kids in the room, they don't care if they're on mom and dad's naughty list. But when it comes to God, all of us, all of us hope that we're on the nice list. So I'm just asking. How many does it take? How many nices fix a naughty? And what if, what if you can't? What if you can't fix a naughty with nices? What if it doesn't even work that way? How many in the room like popcorn? Who say, man, I love popcorn. I'm like a popcorn fiend. How many people say, I, I would come on stage and eat popcorn for you? I would, right there, would you come on stage and eat popcorn for me? Come on, come on. No, really, I'm, come on. Will you eat popcorn for me? All right, come on. All right, so right over here, there are stairs. You can come up here and you can be my popcorn eating maniac. Okay, all right, there we go. So here you go, I've got some popcorn here. Okay. What's your name? 
Jenny, okay, Jenny, right there. Popcorn-eating maniac Jenny. Okay, so hang on for a second, okay? You're there, okay. So here's the deal. My wife, Lisa, loves popcorn. I mean, she's, she's the type that goes up to the microwave, pushes the popcorn button, stares while the popcorn is spinning. The moment it goes, ding, she flies open the door, the bag, popcorn-eating maniac. Lisa and I have been married like a year. And uh, she makes some popcorn. We're sitting on the couch. I'd like to say that we were sharing the popcorn, but the truth is her posture was more like this. As she's sitting there watching the movie, all of a sudden my wife Lisa leaps up from the couch, begins to run from the room, runs into the kitchen, gets to the trash can, pours all the popcorn in the trash can. I'm going, please, what are you doing? I mean, what, what are you doing? She reaches into the trash can, pulls out, are you ready for this? A cricket leg. <laughs> Apparently, here's what had happened. You can have it. <laughs> stay, stay right here. This gets better. Okay. Okay. Apparently what had happened, you remember those old air blower popcorn makers? Apparently between the last time that we had made popcorn and this time, a cricket had crawled into the popcorn maker and died. So now as we went to make popcorn, turned it on, we got cricket corn. So I say to Lisa, Lisa, we could fix this. We, We could like pick out. All the, like, cricket legs and antennas. Pick it up. You could save the popcorn. My, le- my wife didn't believe me. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to help me prove to my wife that we could have saved the cricket this corn. Is a cricket no, no, no. Not yet. Okay, so I went out and I bought, you ready for this? Fluker's crickets. Freeze-dried crickets. I didn't even know you could buy these. Did you know you could buy these? So I'm thinking maybe eight, nine, ten crickets. Okay? Ouch. All right. So, there we go. Okay? Ew. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Here's, here's what you've got to keep in mind, okay? Here's what you've got to think, okay? There's a lot more nice popcorn in the bowl than there are nasty crickets. Okay? Way, way more nice popcorn than nasty. Just keep that in mind, okay? Just all right, so here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to help you out because we're going to put a lot of nice stuff on there to help you out, okay? So I'm even going to put, like, more popcorn, okay, to, like, delude the crickets, okay? All right. I have got, you ready for this? Orable Redenbacher buttery-flavored topping. So we'll add a little bit of that nice on top here. And see, what I also figure is, I figure it'll help the crickets stick, There we go. Okay. I have also got, you ready for this? There's still like right there. There sure is. Look at that. Look at that. Okay. There, I've got, ready for this? I have got white cheddar. Okay. I I figure you won't even taste the crickets. Okay. So there we go. And then the coup de gras, I mean the genius. You ready for this? Chocolate sprinkles. 
I figure, I figure by the time we put these on, you won't even be able to see the cricket parts. You'll think they're chocolate sprinkles. Okay? Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Okay? Count of three. You're going to reach in with both hands and eat the cricket corn. Okay, now here's the deal. We are all depending on you. This is peer pressure. This is like junior high all over again. Okay? Okay? So count of three. Both hands. Okay. You're up for that? You're going to do that? Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay, ready? I've been to camp. You've been to camp, so it's just kind of like camp. Okay, just a big church. In a weird way. All right, so here we go. One, two, three, and then, okay. Okay, one, two, three. Can I just say, we, we've done seven services today, and you are only the second person stupid, I mean brave enough, brave enough, to eat the cricket corn. Very cool. All right, so go ahead. Take, take some more. Take some more. Okay? And you can take it back to your family and friends. Okay? There you go. Very cool, man. Thank you. Second person all day. Did you, did you, did you hear us when she... And, and the whole room, just this visceral, <laughs> what if God, what if God thinks the same thing about naughty that you and I think about cricket corn? See, what if, what if at the heart of God that what God is, is trying to say is simply this, you can't put enough nice stuff on top of your naughty, on top of your crickets, to make it not still crickets, to make it not still naughty. See, you, I, what if God is saying, I don't, I don't care how much nice, it doesn't cancel naughty. And if that's the case, I mean, if that's the case, then all of us that were hoping that we were on the nice list. Well, then we're on the wrong list because there's not enough nice to get you and me off the list. So I, t I told you the, the naughty nice conversation is going to start helping us understand Christmas. There's this great story about a guy who got invited to a Christmas Eve service, just like what you and I are in, but his answer was different. He just simply said, look, no. I don't think I believe the whole Christmas story. I don't, I don't think I'm there. I mean, let's just, come on, this whole God becomes a baby thing. I 
just don't get it, and I don't, I'm pretty sure I don't believe it. So here's the thing, honey. Look, you take the kids. You go to church. You do the thing. You come home. We'll unwrap presents. It's all right. It's all right. I'm just not going to go pretend. I'm just not going to go act like I believe something that really I just don't believe. So sure enough, his wife loads up all the kids in the car, and they take off for church, and he sits down on the couch and begins to read the paper. And as he's sitting there, he hears, hump, hump. And he looks up to realize there's a bird in his living room flying into the wall. Apparently, when the wife and kids went out the door, the bird came in the door. And now it's flying around trying to figure out how to get out of the room, running into walls and running mostly into the window trying to get out. So he thinks to himself, well, I'll, 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 just, I'll go open the door, I'll ignore the bird, and eventually the bird will figure out how to get out the door. So that's what he does. He opens the door, goes back to sit down, goes back to reading. Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes of… And he begins to say, at this rate, that the bird's going to kill itself. I mean, it's, it's, it's never going to find its way out, so he decides he's going to help the bird. So uh, he goes and gets a towel. So now he's chasing the bird, waving the towel, which freaks the bird out. I mean, you know, and… Anyway, it's pretty clear the bird's going to be done. And so then he thinks, he thinks this, he goes, how dumb. All the bird's got to do is fly out the door. I mean, and all it's doing is running into the wall. If I could just for one minute be a bird and speak bird to it, I'd say, look, dummy, fly out the door. Freedom. Go. And then it hit him. That's Christmas. You, you get that the Christmas story is God becoming a human to speak human to us. To say, look, 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 if, if you keep trying to do, if you keep piling nice upon your naughty, you, you're going to die doing that. You're going to spend forever on the wrong list. This doesn't work. You need the door. You get to the Christmas story is God becoming us to tell us there was freedom right there. Remember the Christmas story? I told you the best part. For unto you this day a Savior has been born. Okay, so here's the, here's the deal. Every one of us, every one of us, naughty list. And the problem is we were stuck. There wasn't, there wasn't enough nice to fix the naughty list until Christmas, until a Savior came to speak human to humans and say to them, if you'll let me, I can, 
rip up the naughty list. It was called a cross. That is the story of Christmas. But you want to hear the really, really cool part? Is that not only did he rip up the naughty list, but he made it possible for you and I to change lists, to move from naughty to nice. Which at the end of the day is the story of Christmas. It's God becoming human to speak human because of naughty and nice. Because you and I were missing the door. Unto you a Savior is born. Anyone hear the cool part about the story? As incredible as it is and as fantastic as it is and, and maybe as hard to believe it as it is. It's true. It's true. And it's as simple as a prayer away for anyone in this room who hasn't quite figured it out before tonight. So here, here's what I was hoping that maybe we could do. That we could just take a moment and pray and Take the opportunity that if someone in here for the first time just said, I, I get it. I, I get that this fantastic, crazy, almost unbelievable thing is really simply about a God becoming human to speak human, to take people who were on the naughty list and make it possible to be on the nice list. And if that's the case, I want a God like that. So I'm just going to ask us to bow our heads and Close your eyes. I'm going to pray a simple prayer. You could pray that prayer with me this evening. And truth be told, you would have your first Christmas. So let's bow our heads. That prayer would be something like this. Dear Lord Jesus, I am. I'm, I'm that guy. I'm that gal who's been spending all my life trying to make sure I had enough nice things to balance out the naughty things. And I think I get it tonight. I, I think I get that you can't, there's not enough nice that you can put on the things that we've done that disappoint and the places where I've shaken my fist and just said, God, I'm going to do what I'm going to do and you can tough it out. There's not enough nice to fix my sin. And so tonight I I think I need a Savior. I need a Savior who loves me so much that He would leave heaven to become a human and speak human to people who were missing Him, who were spending their lives banging into the walls and injuring themselves on the windows of life and missing the door, missing the cross. So I'm just going to ask you, would you rip up my naughty list? Would you hang it on the cross with you and 
would you put my name on the new list, on God's list, the nice list? Would you be my Savior tonight? Because I want Christmas. In Jesus' precious name, amen. If you made that decision, if you prayed that prayer, old list just got ripped up and names got transferred to new ones. It's possible there's some of us in the room that this story has kind of faded in our hearts. And I'm just going to challenge you to, as you head home tonight and get ready to open presents or maybe in the morning, that you'd go back and read Luke chapter 2 to your family. And that you just look each other in the eyes and say, look, I, in the middle of a crazy, almost unbelievable story is a true story of a God who became human to speak human to people who were missing him. And that makes that the best story ever. Because it's true. Because it's Christmas.